G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Ladies and gentlemen, it's four minutes past one, and it's now time for your 59th ISPS Hannah Halleberg Awards showdown. I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just couldn't help myself. Well, you're going to be doing that, aren't you? Professionally well, I've, I've at been the told, I've been told I'm going to be the voice of God, we call it, uh, for the for the Hellberg Awards this year. So Love it. The, <laughs> just a I, taste. I, I won't give it that, though. That's, that's, that's just, <laughs> well, you're not? No, you can't do that. It's, it's I'm, classic, I'm, I'm taking though. the pee, though. Yeah, you know, I can't do that. Okay, righty-ho. So, uh, the finalists were announced overnight. The finalists. Right, we've also got the list of the nominations. So, we're going to get stuck in, JD and I. We've already had Bruce say it needs from Christchurch, it needs sorting out. My Jack Links makes you think. I, I suggest there needs to be an overhaul of how it's done. So, what we are going to do is talk about the nominations, whether we agree or disagree that those individuals should be in there, by also referring back to the original nominations, alrighty? Yeah, and should we go through the criteria before we start? Have you got the criteria? I've got the criteria in front of me. Uh, yeah, can you pray see the criteria? Is this a short form? Yep, it okay. is short form. Go for yep. it. The criteria, here it goes. The Voting Academy will consider the following guidelines when judging the Supreme Halberg Award category finalists. One, regarding the achievement, was it in that sports pinnacle event, yeah, right, okay. e.g. the Olympics, Paralympics, World Cup? Number two, regarding the achievement, was it a world record? World ranking or recognition, e.g. World Player of the Year. Okay, right. Three, the quality of the field or the competition. (laughs) Okay. Four, the global nature of the sport. And five, para-sport achievements only for a para-athlete and team nomination. So that means they get their own... Category but apart from the supreme. Somewhere in there, and I know for a fact I've read it somewhere in the charter. It also has to have an effect and have it had an effect on the nation. But okay, that's that's quite clear. Yeah, alrighty. And, and I agree with Bruce, and that comes down to the global nature of the sport. There's got to be a category for the overseas New Zealanders, like Stephen Adams, like Chris Wood, like Danny Lee, who are in those international competitions that are massive. Yeah. Massive, but, that, but they don't get the recognition every year. You never see Stephen Adams, Chris Wood, or Danny Lee. Global nature. All right, that, yeah. that, that could be our stick in the mouth. So let's start with the ISPS Handa Sportsman of the Year, who are eligible for the Supreme Halberg Award. Now, this is the Sportsman of the Year, and straight away, the first two for me shouldn't be there. Hamish Bond in rowing and Kane Williamson in cricket. Why not? They're a team. They are, they are in a team. Now, the Hamish Bond one, if you didn't know what was going on about the effect that he had on that team... You wouldn't know anything about it. It does not stick out as an individual achievement. Same with Kane. Now, okay, so Kane may have done a ton here, ton here, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's still a team, purely for me, team. See, you've got Paul Colin squash and Scott Dixon in motorsport, which takes us back to 2020 when he won his sixth IndyCar title. So who who else was a potential uh, finalist in there? Well, you could have had trampolinist Dylan Schmidt, 
who won bronze in the trampoline at Tokyo. Global nature of the sport, trampoline. Right, Mm. okay, fair play. No, fair play, but uh, Hayden Wild, triathlon. That definitely ticks that box, global nature of the sport. That definitely ticks that spot, right? And, I mean, if you really broke it down, and you're talking global nature, cricket? Yeah. Come on, let's be Not in the US, not in China, not in in Russia. Yeah. So that's three of the biggest countries. the global nature of the sport. Yep. Do you see on ESPN Sports Centre them going crazy over New Zealand beating Bangladesh or Bangladesh beating New Zealand? Generally not. Generally not. So for me... Uh, Hamish Bond and Kane Williamson should not be in there. But I disagree with that, Stephen, respectfully, because... You don't have to say respectfully because it means you're going to hammer me. Well, (laughs) let's just say Michael Jordan's a New Zealander. But he's in a team. So you're telling me because he's in a team, Michael Jordan could never be the best sportsman in New Zealand because he's in a team. He... Okay. That was an unfair call. (laughs) Completely unfair call. You make a point, Mm. but I still think they may have to make it clear. If you are a member of a team, you cannot be eligible for the sportsman or sportswoman position. I just find that unfair because... It's not unfair. Because... Because we're talking about individual achievement. There is a category for a team. There is. Absolutely. But in a sport like cricket, individuals do shine. Like Sir Richard Hadley easily deserved to be the sportsman of the year and sportsman of the decade, and he was, and was part of a team, a cricket team, because he was an outstanding individual in a team. And I think you can raise individuals out of teams to be the best sportsman simply on numbers like you can in basketball and in cricket and even in rugby with stats. But rowing that Hamish Bond one, I will give to you. You, no, you, you're going to give me that one? Yeah, I will, because as a rowing eight, how do you just select one guy and go, he's rowing way better than anyone else yeah, in correct. that boat? Because that, that for me, and, and I like Hamish, and he, I love he, Hamish. he's not going to worry yeah. about us talking about no. this, uh, is, is the fact that he was the key to that eight, I am told. right? But no one else knows that. Yeah. We, were, we were privileged information to know that what was going on, right? It was, you talk to people. But again... It's reputation I, that's got him into the finals here. I will, con- I, I will concede. I will concede the Kane Williamson one. But I, for the sake of the argument, if we're talking about changing the way this is dealt with, when you've got other people missing out, like, for instance, Shane Van Gisbergen or Scott McLaughlin, who won his yeah. third in a row Supercars champion, not because I, I do that, but you just look at the, what's going on. Because they wouldn't have looked at the global nature of supercars. They'd be going, no, global nature. Yeah, it's just like Aussies versus New Zealanders. That's yeah. not a global... Yeah, that's not. And is it a pinnacle event, so supercars? I, so, okay, so for the sake of the argument, for me, no, you cannot have a team sport player in an individual category. And we're, we're changing the rules as it goes on, so it doesn't really matter. So who's your winner? Who's your winner oh, out of those four? For me, for Paul fan. Cole, straight up. And most people would have thought it said Scott Dixon, which, you know, he, he is one of the most underrated sporting individuals this country has ever produced. But because he's been in the States and, and motorsport is treated with disdain in certain areas of the sporting media here, uh, you know, that's, that's how it goes. So for me, Paul Cole, because it's a feel-good, but again, you could argue global nature of the sport. Well, let's go pin- back to pin- the criteria. Pinnacle event. Pinnacle event, definitely. Yep. Number two, regarding the achievement, what is it, a world record, world ranking or recognition? He, recognition. He got up to world number two. Yeah. So he wasn't world number one. Yep. That's okay. Quality, the quality of the field. Of the field yes. Fair. Unreal up. quality. Like that. The Egyptians are incredible. Yeah. At, but, at, and and global nature. Global nature. Question mark. Question mark. Yeah. So I, I, I'm putting money 
I'm putting money, it goes to Williamson. Yeah, for, the, for that, when we just read out the criteria there, Kane Williamson, best batsman in the world, number one ranked batsman in the world. Was it our pinnacle event, the World Chess Championship? He, yeah. he yeah. Got, okay. got us there. And the T20 World Cup final, pinnacle events, he's taking us there. Quality of the field and competition, always good. The global nature of the sport, we've said, is arguable. It's, an, it's, an it's probably slightly more global than squash cricket. Yeah, fair enough. So, but, pain. But, got... but you can see how people get angry. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the, I think one of the toughest ones here again, completely, is the Sportswoman of the Year. So you've got Courtney Duncan, motocross, three-time back-to-back world champion. And but only two of them count in this cycle. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Double world yeah. champion, right? Yeah. Emma Twig, rowing, gold. Amazing gold. What a row. Doesn't matter. It was an, oh, it was an, it was an yeah. amazing, an yeah. amazing row. And you could almost call it the comeback row of the, the, the century. Absolutely. Dame Lisa Carrington. Yes, we know. Olympics. Pinnacle Three event. Three gold medals. Global nature of the sport. Minimal. Minimal. Lydia Ko golf. Hmm, I, I'm surprised Lids, Lids is in there uh, with a bronze, but golf, huge. Yeah. Well, that's, huge. that's where Lids gets like right up there because when you look at golf compared to kayaking, uh, sorry, but yeah, I think golf is probably in women's sport the most played sport across the world. Yeah. And she won a tournament last year, climbed right back into the top 10, didn't win a major though. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh-huh. regarding the achievement, the and world record, and world s- ranking. And Sarah Hurini, Rugby Sevens, mm, team sport. Yeah. Team sport. Okay. But, so for me, again, uh, Sarah and, and, and an amazing leader, an amazing leader. No disrespect, but I don't think it should be in Sportswoman of the Year. But was it a world record, world ranking or recognition? Yes, she's New Zealand's Rugby Player of the Year. That is a recognition for Sarah Hurini. As right. well as an individual. Pinnacle event, Olympics, yes. yes. Quality of the field. Yeah, not great. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, not and great. And takes global nothing nature away the from the gold. Takes nothing not away from the gold medal. We're not being disrespectful. No. We're just saying if we're being cut and dry and black and global nature of the sport, I mean, rugby will tell you it's a global sport. It's not. Yeah, and it, especially... It, 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 it's like rugby league. It's like, you know... It's, Sevens is probably more global... Well, they'll tell you that. Because it's an Olympic sport and more countries want to compete. Okay, I'll, I'll concede slightly on that point. Mm. Um, it, uh, someone's just texted, and I disagree, Stephen. So if Kane scores four tonnes in a calendar year and scores over 1,000 runs in a year. Okay, well, we actually have said Kane probably wins this one. Um, <laughs> and then J-Mac the jockey. This is the whole, surely should have been the final of the Hellbergs. Will on the Gold Coast is listening to us, by the way. Yeah, like that. Um, so who else in the women's category yeah, okay. isn't there that maybe Righty should ho. be instead of Sarah Hiddeny? So the ones that I potentially think should have been in there? Ooh, yeah, no, nah, they got the best. Yeah, they got the best four. Yeah, no, nah, they got the best. No, Five. Yeah, Five. they got the best. So, okay. So, so who's your winner? Well, you know who it's going to be, Lisa. don't you? Lisa, uh, Dame Lisa's going to... Yeah going to hose in on that one. But you like Courtney Duncan. There's uh, nothing more she could have done. Not completely. Yeah. And the global nature of the sport. And I would have to quickly run Huge through. in Europe. Huge in, fact, in Europe. so big in Europe. Like, she, every time we talk to her, she's like, you don't understand how big motocross is Quality. up here. And she is in fields of 30-odd races every Every time. race, yeah. Yeah, right. Every race. Now, canoeing. And Chiara Fontanese, who she beat, beat, like, she is like a multiple world champion. Yeah. And she's beaten her three years in a row. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. So, so, for me, I would have... Happily given it to Courtney Duncan. 
but the fish heads will say that was the wrong decision. Yeah, it's three gold medals is really tough to beat, Stephen. Like we're not talking one yeah, here. No, no, we're I'm, talking three and I'm, we're talking world records. And sure the global nature of the sport is minimal, but everything else she ticks the box out of this world, like thrashes all her other competitors and the other see, categories. See, they don't help themselves, the Hellbigs, by saying global nature of the sport. Mm, no. Because that puts them in the poo straight away. Yeah, with all those, most of our Olympic sports that we do well in, shot put, kayaking, rowing, global nature of the sport? Question mark. Yeah. Big question mark. Okay, let's move on to the team of the year, because I think this, again, is a toughie. So you've got the black caps in cricket, right? We And, and I... You know, when I, as soon as I look at this one, I, I, I say they win straight away after winning the Test Championship because that's what people want to see. Yeah. Blackfern Sevens, right? Again, fantastic result. Probably had more people talking about it. So from that emotional perspective, yep. that one should get, could or should get, though. Emirates Team New Zealand, well, they had huge numbers watching, but the global nature of the sport... How many entries were there? How many... Yeah, no, yeah. it's not necessarily about that. It's about how many... How many people uh, care? care. Watch it. No, <laughs> Mate, seriously. You know, you're right, completely right. And and I and I, I, I struggle with that one only because I was involved with it, right? And then I looked at the numbers after, and they were, they were it was like... 50 times more people watched it this time around than it did last time, right? But the numbers on a global level, right? Yeah. Half a billion. Yeah. But uh, the men's eight will go close, and then there's the women's pair of Kerry Gowler and Grace Prendergast. So you've got two rowing, again, two rowing, right? Yeah. I, for, for me, looking at that, probably the Black Caps win team of the year. Yeah. Because of, and the first nature, pinnacle event, first time, and everybody's going to go, ooh, ah, that made us feel good. We, we, won a, we won a mace. And backed it up by making the T20 World Cup final. Okay, fair I think play. that's when they made that final as well, that was like, well, what else could the Black Caps really do? To, if you're ever going to win this award, it's going to be now. I thought we were going to argue on that one. I thought we were really going to argue did on you, that did, one. What did so you think other, I was going to go for? Other, other team of the year, the Silver Ferns were in there. Uh, no, the, they, when they won the World Cup, that was 2019, Yeah, the Ollie Whites. Uh, oh, see, look, here's another one. Marcus Daniel and Michael Venus. Bronze and doubles. For the first time since 1920, a New Zealand team, because the last time was an Anzac team, yep. won an Olympic medal. So that's number two criteria. What, what achievement was it? A world record, world ranking or recognition? That's, that's an achievement that's never been done before, winning an Olympic medal. But it is tennis doubles. It is like... The, when you you know, is it the pinnacle event of the sport? Definitely not. It is doubles, and I love the achievement. Absolutely love it. But the class of the field, not great. Wow, you are harsh. I am harsh, that and was, I'm no, not that, always right. That, but that is that is your harshest call. Okay, let's move on to uh, coach of the year because this is Wait, always, so we've both picked the black caps there. Sorry, yeah, I think we both okay. I think we both picked yep. the black caps okay. there. Uh, on to the Buttle Finley coach of the year. So, and we spoke to Gordon Walker this morning. And we've spoken to Gary Stead this week. Yeah. Uh, we just haven't spoken and to... And both t- very impressed by them both, as well. Both very impressed. And I think they probably stand head and shoulders uh, Who else have we got, respectfully. Sorry? Alan Bunting and Corey Sweeney for the Rugby oh, Sevens. They get a lot of credit, Antonio those Antonio O'Connor for the Men's Rowing Eight. Mm. Uh, there was a, quite, a, quite a few... Uh, Gosh, let me just have a quick look. I'm just having a quick look now. Uh, Gary Hollywood, who led Lewis Clairbert yep. and Sophie Sophie Pascoe's coach, Roddy Crichton missed out. Yeah, he was on the um he was on the hospital bed while she was over there. 
in Tokyo and she was calling him from his hospital bed uh, getting tips. Dale Stevenson, who was Dame Val's and Tom Walsh's coach. Yeah. He missed out as well. Two uh, medals for Dale and no nomination. Uh, yeah, so uh, for me, having spoken to both Gary Stead and Gordon Walker today, me, it's Gordon Walker. I think he's won it before and uh, I... But it's a tough one because Gary said came in into an area after, as you said yesterday, after Mike Heston, and we're going, well, this is going to be a tough one. And he has just moulded, done his job as a man manager, yes. as a coach, and got the best out and recognised, and he's always willing to give you something. But after talking to Gordon Walker this morning, you just simply go, he is a completely different animal. He reads like you wouldn't believe. But when he, when he takes on board, his father has always said, who was a, a teacher, you break things down like a puzzle and break things down into, and compartmentalise. So for the end goal, there are 10 things you must complete for the end goal. Mm. It's so simple to understand. And that's one part of his coaching man, 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 mantra, excuse me, yeah. to find that extra 1%. It was great hearing his method this morning and I felt like that is a real partnership and that him and Lisa teach each other. They almost learn a lot from each other. Whereas Gary said, I think you use the right term, man manager, and he's got some special breeds of cricketers in front of him. And Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor and Trent Bolt, Tim Southey, guys that are like unreal at their jobs and, and the peak of their powers. So, But they're the peak of their powers only because they still need, even at your peak of their powers, you still need inspiration. Mm. You still need someone to be able to tap into that talent to make that talent perform. Yep, yep, agreed. And that's not easy when you're dealing with cricketers like that. So for, for okay. me, I, I'm Gordon Walker as well, actually. I would love to give it to Gary Stead because I've said on the station before, Stead needs more cred from the uh, New Zealand public, uh, and I think he's done a fantastic oh. job. But for me, yeah, okay. what do you think? Walker. What do you think of this text from Kenny? He goes, one thing that should be considered, even in an individual sport, <clears throat> there is a massive team behind them, which contributes to the success of those individuals. Yeah, that's what we're just saying with Gordon Walker, aren't we? And then he even mentioned her um, mental skills coach is absolutely huge for her as well. So behind Lisa, there'll be, um, yeah, a huge amount of people. But at the end of the day, it's one individual performing to the highest level, right? Yep. And that's where you and I will just will continue to disagree on the team, will. individual on a team versus an individual in an individual sport. Does Do they need to be separate categories? Does there need to be sportsman for individual sports and then sportsman best, for best, team sports? Best performance by an individual and a team. It's a bit like, yeah. I think, what they do in the ESPYs. Yeah. I think they do similar things like that. Yeah. I just think they need... But just don't make it so many categories that it becomes even a longer show because it's... Whoo, okay, yeah. so there you go. So we've... Who wins the overall? Uh, you're going to say Dame Lisa, right? I'm going to say Dame Lisa. Three gold medals, can't beat it. What are you going to say, Stephen? Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with you. I can't disagree with you. But when you look at the criteria, I still have question marks over global nature of the sport. Yep. But hey, there you go. So what do you think? 0800 150811. Do you agree with our picks for the winners of the key categories? Or do you think it needs an overhaul to truly recognise global sports or just refine the categories somewhat?